let's recap a pretty wacky Wednesday in the NBA. Guys resting, lineup changes, halftime lineup changes. We'll talk all about it in today's show. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and each time when I come here, I am abused. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA, enter the code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Double bang it, bang bang. Listen on video, listen on audio. Thumbs up, comments, subscribe, notification bell. Goes a long way to helping the show out. We're talking Wednesday. There are six games, or well, there were six games on in the NBA, and we've got, we've got a bit of stuff to talk about, as there is most days in the NBA. Let's cover some news to start things off. By now, you would have heard that Aaron Gordon was bitten by a dog. don't know if it was his dog or not, or what sort of dog or whatever. doesn't really matter. 21 stitches across his face and his shooting hand. That is going to be time. Let's, you know, I, I don't really know how long to look at here. Minimum two weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. Infections, healing. You obviously can't play with open cuts on your hand and like you can't shoot if there's stitches all through your hand obviously his face another another issue you'd probably have to wear a mask I'm guessing I'm going to say two two weeks here for Gordo we don't know exactly what they're going to do when Gordon was out earlier in the season they started Justin Holiday. obviously we don't care about that for fantasy but what what has happened since then is that Peyton Watson has wormed his way back into Dr. Michael Malone's good books they should 100% be just trying out Watson and even if he doesn't start he should play more minutes He's at least a speculative, speculative look-ahead guy. Like, maybe we'll try it. We'll see what happens. I don't expect a 32-minute-a-night top 70 run from Peyton Watson at all. Maybe he's 110th for a week or two. I'm not, best case. But it's worth looking at. Yeah, I'd much prefer him over Strouder, over Brown, and over Holiday. If Strouder was to start, I'd consider him as well. But we just need to see exactly what they do. We got the most surprising news in the world in Charlotte. Gordon Haywood was ruled out. Yes, they only said he's ruled out. He's going to be out weeks. Bank on it. Telling you now. Calf strain. Old bastard. Weeks. It's weeks. I'm going to say three to four. I'm guessing. But they tell us nothing, so I'm left only to guess. Because, of course, for the ninth consecutive game, Mark Williams is doubtful with a back contusion. Do you want me to go on about it? I, I don't need to. Maybe when we hit 10, I'll go on about it even further. Absolute putrid fan franchise. Williams is doubtful. Big Dick Nick, we go with. Um, in Portland, Shaden Sharp and DeAndre Ayton are out again on Thursday. Whether they play Friday or not, I'm not sure. You could look at Duop Reith. He was great last time, but the other games that Ayton was out, he wasn't so good. But obviously that means Brogdon gets that big boost and it helps Thibault quite a bit as well to be stream options. Ja Morant's popped up as questionable on the injury report with an illness. If he is out, well, they'll lose. And then you get that little bit more value pumped into someone like a Vince Williams. Um, and Marcus Smart will be the point guard and everything else. This goes back to sort of how it was before. And Victor Wembanyama is not on the injury report for Thursday. 
meaning he is probably going to sit on Friday. So if you are holding on to Zach Collins, the Collins use will be on a 10-game Friday. Is that going to be worth it for you? I'm not sure. If Wemby had have sat Thursday, it would have been way better to use um, Collins on an eight-gamer. But have a look to see how it makes sense on your roster. But we do know that Wemby is almost definitely going to be sitting uh, the, the game on Friday. That's, um, that's where things currently stand with that. I did the waiver wire trends early today in the full waiver wire show, so you can go and check that out. So let's just get into the games. And the first one, and a few of these games today actually, was a blowout. We got the Toronto Raptors smacking the Washington Wizards 132-102. On the waiver wire show earlier today, which was about six or so hours ago, we talked about Gary Trent. I said, there's a trend happening here, and the Raptors, I think, are going to make a starting lineup move coming up soon, and Trent appears to be gaining steam. Well, it happened. And Trent started over Dennis Schroeder. It is hard to fully grasp this game because there were five minutes of garbage time. But Trent played 26 minutes. He had 12 points with three threes, four assists, and two steals. It's worth grabbing. I I, I don't love when Gary Trent gets talked about in the past when he's a 32-minute night player. Oh, he's actually a top 50 player. That was garbage. That was never true. Him as a starter here, like that is a waiver wire ad. Like, do it. Add him. And then we'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens with Dennis Schroeder after this. Schroeder played 28 minutes. He had 9, 4, and 10, which is still relatively useful. Only took six shots. If you're in a shallow format, bench guys have smaller upside. We know this. So you could move if you wanted to. But at the moment, we probably just hold. Scott Barnes, now the full-time starting point guard. And he was awesome. Twenty and The opponent was nothing, obviously, but he was awesome. 20 and 12, eight assists, three steals, two blocks, 50% from the field, four threes. Continues to be way, way better than I anticipated. He's been great, and it's sticking. While Siakam had 22, 6, and 11, uh, shot 60% from the field and 80% from the line. Barnes still just running low usage, though, under 22%, while Siakam gets the majority of it. And that seems to be a pattern here. 26 for Pascal and 22 for Barnsley. We featured him on the Bilo show when OG and Obi stepped up. 26 and 6 with three threes. He shot 69% from the field. Cool. No defensive stats. That is what I'm more interested here. And we did, I talked about this Bilo as well. So, why is his usage down at 15? Well, it was up to 24 here. Is that because Schroeder was out of the lineup? I don't, I don't know. But it is encouraging nonetheless. Jake Pirtle played 21 minutes. He did have three fouls in, I think, the first 12 minutes or four fouls in the first 12 minutes. Of course, he didn't have another foul, so his coach successfully fouled him out. He played 21 minutes, and again, it's frustrating. His minutes are all over the shop, but honestly, 10 and 8 with two steals and a block on 67% is fine. That's good. That's, that's totally fine. We would love more minutes. I don't know how many more he would have gotten. I don't know how they're planning on using him. I still remain confused by this franchise and their direction. But that if that line tips you over the edge to drop... Jakob Pertl, well, I think you might be looking at it wrong. That's just me, though. Otto Porter played 13 off the bench. Uh, McDaniel's 19, and we don't need to talk too much here, but uh, the big sneeze presses the chua. Just the 10 minutes, or it's actually technically 11 minutes, because he's not very good. On to the Wizards. Um, All-star Daniel Gafford played 30 minutes, 12 and 8, four steals and a block on 56% shooting as I choke. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's great. Like We know that he's a sell high. The steals are out of the ordinary. He's been awesome, though. He's been awesome. Corey Kispert did a little thing, 13 points with two threes. That's nice. And Jordy Poole, only 28 minutes. Would have played more, obviously, as would have all these guys had it not been a blowout. 14-4-4, four, 42%. Still not awesome, but improving. Kuzma, 14-4-7. Some bad percentages and no defensive stats. That's a Kuz special. While Ty Stones remains a bit of a sell high. It's harder to do it after this game when he shot 42%, and we talked about how his shooting numbers were going to drop, but he still had 11-2-5. Part of it with me is I just think he's going to be on a team where he's a backup at the end of the season and not worthy in 12s. 
I think you can go ahead and jack off um, Denny Avdia. Get that garbage out of here! 12 points, two rebounds, and two steals. The two steals is nice, but he's losing minutes. He's not as key of a part. And the same goes with Bilal Kulabali, who played just the 25 minutes, 10 and 4. Now, I think Bilal at some point will have value. I just think that as a luxury stash with a smaller upside payoff and with a longer-term um, expected return of an investment, it is hard for me to justify that as a must-hold player. It just seems too long away with a limited return uh, if it even gets there. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners over at eBay Motors have partnered up with me, Josh Lloyd, and the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Prepping for daily drafts or looking at your waiver wire, we're going to go through a bunch of players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. Who are we looking at here? Well, let's go to... um, Who should we look at? Let's just talk Gary Trent, actually. I'll go off script, even though I created the script. Gary Trent. At the moment, he's starting. The minutes are up. He can get some steals, although less in this new system. He hit some threes. He actually had some assists today. His scores are right. And it's all about role and expected role as we move forward. I don't know that he holds, but it's worth having a look at. And if those players are available for free on the wire, you use them, you add them, and then you move on if it doesn't work out later. And Trent, at the moment, things are trending. Hey, trending up for old Gaz. I hope that gives you some extra boosts for this week. eBay Motors knows that forming a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And it is the same as your vehicle. So what are we looking at with yo know, cars? What is your dream car? What is my dream car? I don't even know. Actually, I do know. I want one of those, um, I'm really liking matte painted cars. I want one of those Mercedes AMG um, in the matte black. That's probably what I'm looking at at the moment as my dream car. Who knows if I'll ever get there. But whatever car that I need or parts that I need for my number one ride or die, I can find it at eBay Motors. They've got 122 million parts for your car. So make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, Roof rack, bumpers, or whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Okay, let us go into game number two for the day, and this was... A little bit of a blowout. The Sixers, without Joel Embiid, take care of the Orlando Magic. Final score here, 112.89. Is that 112.89 correct? Because I'm looking at a score that looks different on this other screen. I'm just going to double check that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's 92. So that original score I had there was wrong. I'm going to fix it. Now, that looks better. But you saw on the screen before, if you're watching here on YouTube, it had final at the top, but it had the wrong score. I don't know how that's possible. Anyway, 112.92. The Sixers beat the Magic. Philadelphia was without Joel Embiid, as we know, and you see it a lot, happens a lot. Even other fantasy analysts say it, but there's so many people in the community. It's like, man, why do these analysts want to dick ride Paul Reed all the time? What is with it, this guy? I'm sick of it. I'm never doing it again. He's just a bum. He's never going to be good. You know, someone asked me, hey, Mo Bumba should be getting more minutes than Paul Reed, yeah? This is why when we talk about Paul Reed, we talk about him the way we do. 32 minutes, 15 and 10, three assists, one steal, three blocks. That's a top 50 fantasy line, easily. Top 40, probably top 30. That's why I was so enamored to grab Paul Reed with a last round-ish, last two or three round flyer pick because if he was going to play at Power Ford, which again, self-branded hat legend Nick Nurse told us he would do and has done it for zero minutes, that is why I said, well, you've got to take him because the upside is huge. 15 and 10, three assists, one steal, three blocks is great. He won't do it every single game, but that is great. Without question, great. 
Now, we just wait to see whether Embiid plays again this week. He's got some games on the weekend, so we'll see whether he's involved or not on both the days of the weekend. But he's got a couple more games left up. And of course, you would have Reed on your roster very easily. He is clearly a better player than Mobamba, who was scoreless, took one shot, had seven rebounds in 16 minutes. It was also, was it a good night for me in terms of guys that I like and don't like? I guess so, because Kelly Oubre had four points in 29 minutes on 14% shooting. He played 29 minutes. He had two steals and two blocks, so that is actually a credit to Kelly. And it's not that I don't like Kelly Oubre. He's probably the most handsome man in the NBA. It's just that I don't love his style of play all the time. But more importantly, I don't love his fantasy game. He had some value with him beat out. I thought he'd take more shots, but he shit the bed here. And he is now 221st over the last two weeks, 166 for the season. That's not a rosterable player. You can move on. The Thick Hogsman, Toby Harris, had 22-7 and seven in 23 minutes, while Tyrese Maxey bounced back to have 23-6-2. And, and it was a great game from DeAnthony Melton. So I can look at Melton's line and go 22-5-1 with two steals. He's awesome. I'm very interested to see that he played 37 minutes. Because early in the season, Nurse was playing him like 28, and the other starter's 37. I go, what are you doing, Nicholas? A little bit more, my guy. I don't know whether this holds, but I am intrigued to see whether it happens. Bob Covington at least played some minutes here, but he seems to be... Uh, well, actually, you know what? He does seem to be, unfortunately for Rob, washed. It's been a couple of seasons now. He just isn't that guy anymore. Marcus Morris chipped in with 14 points as well. Cool. He's washed too. For the Magic, Suggsy played 28 minutes. And with his playing style, the Magic just don't want to extend him past that. He was great. 20 points with a steal and a block and a three. He shot well, but the wrist is still bothering him. He should be rostered in all spots. While Wagner had 24, 5, and 3. And uh, stinking shooting night from Paulo Banquero. 19 points on 29% shooting is bad. But he had a triple one, he had nine rebounds, and he shot the free throw as well, so that's good. He's on my buy low list, so see if we can get in here. I think we can feel okay about jacking Wendell Carter. Get that garbage out of here! Not that I think he's a bad player, but I do think he's regressed. But 22 minutes with Goga playing nine minutes and Wagner playing 16, it's not a viable recipe. Maybe at some point if he plays 29, we'll be back in. But the upside of, of him is not high enough to deal with the bullshit. So see you later. Goga, four blocks in nine minutes. He's a block streamer. Nine minutes is not enough to matter for most people. And Wagner is still rostered, Mo, in 12% of 12 team leagues. And I looked at this earlier. It was at 11% of this. So some people have gone and added him. You guys are right? Why adding Mo Wagner? Drop him. Cole Anthony, five and six in 23 minutes. I think he's a hold in points leagues. I'm not sure that he is in category leagues. And I feel very confident that when Fultz returns, he'll be droppable then. Not a good game. Not much else going on there apart from Anthony Black, who was awesome last game and stunk here. And this is the reality more more so. 3-4-4 four, and four with a triple one. He shot poorly. He just isn't worth much more than like a 16-team stream when we um, work it all out. Now, someone did question this on the pregame show today. I thought I'll bring it up in the... Whatever this... What's that? What do you call it? The flagship show, the big one that most people listen to. People, are, I'll, I'll talk about league size and you might talk about league size, but you've got to be really cautious. Just so it is clear and out there, I don't know how to pin this onto everyone's head, right? If I talk league size, 10s, 12s, 14s, whatever, I'm talking that with 13-man rosters. A 10-team league is 130 players rostered. A 12-team is 156. A 14-team is... What is a 14-team league? It is 182, and a 16-team is like 206, whatever it is. So... Because a guy on the pregame show was like, hey, I'm in an 18-team league. Do I drop a manual quickly? I go, there is something very, very wrong with this scenario. Either your team is the most stacked team of all time or your league is not right. And it turns out his league wasn't right. He was an 18-team league with only 10-man rosters. So he was effectively playing a 14-man league. It is hard to get into the habit, and I probably should do it, of instead of saying 10s or 12-team leagues, I should say 130-player rostered, 150-player rostered, 170-player rostered, or 180 or whatever. 
to give you more of an idea. So remember that when I do say 10, it's 130 players. 12 is 156. 14 teams is whatever it is, 186 or whatever the number. What is the number again? 184. That's what I'm talking about. So when I say Anthony Black's like a 16-team guy, it's a league that goes to about, about 200, 210 players deep. We got that? Good. I think, I think, that, is, I think that is quite important to, um, to pay attention to because there can be confusion, quite obviously. And I was confused when that guy was talking to me um, today. So yeah, we've got we to gotta make sure we get things uh, accurate. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Don't worry if you're playing on those other sites with all the salary caps and all the pros and the sharks that are in there swooping and swimming, trying to get your money. Don't worry about that. It's not here. It's you versus player projections. That's it. They'll put up a stat for a player, whether it's points or it's rebounds, maybe it's steals or blocks, threes, and you just look at it and go, hmm, more or less. That's all you need to do. You do between two to six of those in your entry, you just stick that in, and you can win up to 25 times your money back. You put 10 bucks in, it's 250. Put $5 in, $125 back. You can do it for multiple sports. You can do their combinations as well through their special league tab where they've got these ones where it's like um, receptions in an NFL game with a certain player combined with threes from another NBA player, put them together, and you go, well, do you think there'll be more or less than 10 and a half, like combined Kelsey receptions and LeBron threes? And you choose it. So easy to do. So fast as well. So go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, let's go on to a dumb game that I do have to talk about, but it's dumb. And I don't like talking about things that are dumb, but this was dumb. The Bucks beat the Nets 144-122. We'll talk Milwaukee first. Chris Middleton is back. Stamp it. Double stamp, triple stamp. Can't double stamp, triple stamp, a double stamp. You know how it goes. Uh, 32 minutes, 27-3 and 10. 61% shooting, fully back. Let's roll top 60 rest of the way. Probably. Yanni had 32-10-8 in 30 minutes with two blocks. Awesome from the field. A lot of attempts from the line and 71%, but we know that still hurts. And Lillard played only 29 minutes, 12, 3, and 4 on poor shooting numbers. They gave a little bit more playing time to Cameron Payne in this one, who played 23 minutes, and he was hot, 18, 4, and 6, two steals and five threes. Don't worry about it. Lillard's not injured. It was just a wacky game. So you can look at Lillard's numbers and go, only, only 29 minutes. It's one less minute than Giannis. It's, it's totally okay. Leaky Beasley, only 22 minutes. He did get hot with 17 points and five threes, but that's to me what he is at the moment. He's a points and three streamer, not a must roster. While Brook Lopez, a little slumpy. Two blocks is nice, but he shot 14%. He had two points with six rebounds. That pushes him outside, I believe, the top 85 over the last two weeks, which is bang right in line with his uh, ADP position. And he's also, I think, outside the top 60 for the season per game, which, again, is not that far off. After that really hot streak early on, or in the middle of the season, he has somewhat cooled off. Bob Porter's played a lot of minutes. The blowout helps, but he's been really good after I wrote him off. He's been awesome. He had a, he had a Richie Benno, which you do not get from Bob Porter's. 14, 6, and 4 with two threes, two steals, and two blocks, which uh, makes sense given the Boxing Day test is on. Shout out to those of you who don't know what the Boxing Day test is. For the Brooklyn Nets, they decided they were going to sit Cam Johnson. They were going to sit Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Nick Claxton. They said rest them all after the big efforts it took to beat the Pistons yesterday. And then they, they started Mikael Bridges and Cam Thomas, along with Dennis Smith Jr., Dayron Sharp, and Royce O'Neal. And I talked about this in the pregame show when I saw all this lineup stuff. I said, hmm, I wouldn't be shocked if they do what they've done to preserve the fake games played streak of Mikael Bridges 
and play him just a few minutes at the start of the game and then get him out of there. So if you want to do something, maybe go and bet his unders. Bridges played the entire first quarter and then never returned. Six and three in 12 minutes. So it doesn't help his uh, production where he's like 300th over the last two weeks. He had six and three there. And Cam Thomas, the same story. Eight points in the first quarter, didn't play again. Royce O'Neal, 10 minutes in the first quarter, didn't play again. Three, one, and two. So they just, I, I don't know what the purpose of starting Bridges, apart from maintaining a fake streak is, or what the point of starting Thomas and O'Neill was only to play them in the first quarter. If you're going to rest everyone, rest everybody. Also, don't know what the point of resting everyone was. But what we did get was a few little interesting things. Dennis Smith continues to be a really good fantasy player. 14, 7, and 8, 41%. Dayron Sharp started. He, had, he did have some early foul trouble. 12, 4, and 4 is actually really good. Now, it's annoying that he only played 16 minutes, but it's still a pretty good line. And then we had Noah Clowney, who is someone I really liked in that draft class. 14 and 4, his first real action. Trenton Watford, 17, 5 and 4 with two steals. A real fantasy contributor if he gets minutes. And Jalen Wilson, this is, I think, his second big game of the year. 30 minutes, 21 and 10. Now, he shot poorly. He took a lot of shots. It's a, it's a weird game that's not going to mean anything, but he's showing something of an ability in the NBA. We also got 22 minutes out of Derek Whitehead. The pimple had two points on five shots. He's struggling. I still really do believe in him long-term. And we got to see at least those flashes from Noah Clowney were interesting. Uh, Whitehead, not much there. But yeah, what, what do we take out of this? The answer is not much, except that Dennis Smith is still really good at stuffing the stat sheet. Sharp is solid. And Watford and Wilson are in- interesting guys to look at if this situation happens again. But it is really frustrating, obviously, to have these... Um, I, I don't mind a rest game, but just the, the weirdness, I guess, with the Bridges and Thomas situation as well. Again, to preserve this fake Mikhail Bridges injury streak. Because literally, that's all it is. That's what it is. Happened last season as well. So we can say that he's played every game, yet you know, pops out there for a quarter and has six points. I'm not against Mikhail Bridges, but that, that's honestly what it is. That's what the situation is, and that's what they are doing with it. So yeah, they got pumped. Good for them. All right, next, the Phoenix Suns go to Houston, get a win on the road, 129-113. Durant was great. 17 assists from Kevin Durant. Imagine seeing that. 27, 10, and 17, two steals and a block. Kevin Durant watched my buy low, sell high show. Said, hey, what's going on with Kevin Durant? Why is he uh, 40th best player? Well, there you go. Bumped it up. Eric Gordon, 39 minutes. 27 points, seven threes. Also chucked in three blocks. He probably should be rostered in 12-team leagues. Grayson Allen, 16, four, and three. Two threes, one block. Definitely should be rostered. Nurkic returned. He played only 14 minutes in this one. Did have some foul troubles, but eight and 10 with two blocks. But what the interesting development was, was Yudoka as a BUK was the backup center, and Drew Eubanks was not. Zero minutes for Eubanks. As a Buke had 11 and 5 with two blocks, and Chemezi Metu, fresh off his 20-rebound game on Christmas, had um, 7 and no, 4 and 2. Not good. He's not good, that's why. The Eubanks thing is interesting, because he really did shit the bed in a couple of starts with Nurkic out, and they went away from it. Cool. You can obviously, don't you don't need to worry about rostering Drew in really, uh, just a second, he's rostered anywhere. Um, No, not really. So yeah, you can move on. He's only a deeper league guy. Saban Lee also got into the rotation, which is a little surprising. Nine points in 12 minutes for him, while Booker had 20 and four with seven assists and two steals. So the the Suns basically just took care of business. Nasir Littleface had seven and six in his 16 and those bench guys. just You can't really rely upon them at all. For the Rockets, there was no Dylan Brooks. He's out for an extended period of time. They did start Tari Eason. They went with the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, because of course they did. And then Jabari Smith hurt his ankle and did not return. So the paths for Tari this season are there. Now, Eason didn't play particularly well, and he still only got 25 minutes. He had six points, which is bad. One three, three rebounds, two assists, but he got five steals. This is not a great game. You still got to roster him, because now there are two paths for minutes for Eason. I wouldn't add Tate, 
even though he played 24 minutes. And what we did got get, not got, what we did get was Cam Whitmore. Didn't expect it. 12 points, 18 minutes. That looks good. There's still no clear path for a big role for him. Although maybe there's a short-term deeper league stream option for Cam. Amen Thompson is not a 12-team league guy. He is not going to have enough value here, even while Brooks is out, I don't think. Maybe Smith being out opens things up, but I maintain that Thompson is going to be great long-term. 2-4-3 on 17% shooting is obviously rough. Um, just keep an eye on him. You don't add in 12s at all. You consider streaming in 16s, maybe 14s. Jalen Green only played 26 minutes, but he did play much better. 23 points with six threes, five rebounds, and three assists. But what he is at the moment is just a points sort of streamer. And Shangoon had 24 and five with two steals. But they bench a lot of these guys. It was a blowout. It was out of control early. And we'll see what happens with Jabari Smith, who could miss the next game. And that would mean to me that Eason would have to start and the Whitmore would have to be in the rotation. And it probably does help someone like a Reggie Block, who apparently is now Reggie Block Jr. Didn't know that. Uh, that's a new one. Shout out to you, Reggie. Reggie Jr. Um... Yeah, Van Vliet struggled, 10 points, 6 assists, bad percentages. Don't worry about it. He's he's fine. Like He's been fine. He's been good, actually, and this was just a bad game. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the New York Knicks, and I don't really know how to fully put this in words. This feels like the biggest NPC game of the season. I feel like no one mentioned anything about it. It was not talked about. It just feels like it didn't happen, and I don't really know why that is. Apologies to Thunder and Knicks fans. It just felt like it was lost. Maybe that's a uh, deficiency of mine. Bronson had 24-4 and 7-2 steals in a block. Cool. It was a good quickly game. 25 minutes, 22 points, 70% shooting. Nothing else. You cannot rely upon Emmanuel quickly in standard leagues. The minutes aren't there. The production's not consistent enough. Same with DiVincenzo, who had 17 with five threes, but nothing else. You can't rely upon it. 34 minutes for Josh Hart is good. Seven rebounds and six assists, but four points. You can't rely upon it, even though those minutes are strong. Hartenstein, not a good game. But 37 minutes with four points and nine rebounds, I'm holding because of the role and the consistency in minutes. And then Rowan Barrett. He, Rowan Barrett. Get that garbage out of here. 14, four and four, which again on the surface looks good, but no steals, no blocks, bad field goals, bad free throws. It is the Rowan Barrett special. Remember when he was shooting 50% from three and people tried to argue with me that, nah, he's just improved, Josh. He's worked on it. He's much better now. Sure. Uh, 15% shooting from three for RJ in this one, and we don't need to roster him. This team just remains the same every game. Didn't even talk about Randall, 25 and 9 in 36 minutes. Cool. Shevonte Gildas Alexander played 36 minutes, 36, 7 and 8. He Richie Benoed, amazing numbers, amazing player. He's been ridiculous. His steal numbers are absolutely out of his ass. They're out of control. It's, he's been ridiculous. Giddy, 29 minutes, 7 and 6, two blocks. I don't think you need to roster him anymore. You can, you don't have to. Chet Holmgren, 22 and 5 with four blocks. And the Bronco, two huge games in a row for Jalen Williams. 36 points, 5-3, steal on a block, 77% shooting. We know he sort of struggled this season a bit. These last two games are obviously huge. You'll be absolutely stunned to know, so sit down, that Lou Dort stunk. Five points on 22% with two rebounds and two assists. And I am, I'm not going to say I'm 100% accurate at this, but I am certain the other day I said, yeah, you can stream in Lou Dort for the back-to-back. He'll have 20 points on 7 of 9 shooting, and then he'll have five points on 2 of 9 shooting. I said something very similar to that. And he just had five points on two of nine shooting. So it is the standard Ludort ups and downs, I guess, is how you would phrase it. And that's why you just don't bother rostering him because there's nothing consistent. You can try stream it in when you get desperate. And that's it. You definitely do not consider him a must-roster player. Although 41% of people in leagues do. Well, that's not true. 
Someone in 41% of 12-team leagues does consider him a must-roster player, and those people are wrong. Now we do the last game of the day. The Cavs win it 113-110 over the Dallas Mavericks. The uh, the Mavericks, horrible end to this game. They just couldn't hit any shots down the stretch. They had a decent lead, and uh, the Cavs pull out a good one. There was no Donovan Mitchell in this one. No Garland, no Mobley, no Merrill. So old mate Craig Porter played 30 minutes. Only had nine points on 36%. That's a worry for him. But 12 rebounds, seven assists, three steals, and a block. He's got a perfect fantasy game outside of the scoring. As long as Mitchell is out, you can use him, but that is about it. And I think Mitchell might return next game. Jarrett Allen has really stepped up. 35 minutes, 24, 23, and 6. Two steals, great percentages. It's obviously because Mobley is out. He was struggling earlier this season, but good numbers. It's also a big game from Isaac Okoro. 39 minutes for Okoro, 22 points with four threes and a block on 54%. He's been playing pretty well. But this is, again, likely due to Mitchell being out and not something that I'm relying upon. He's a 14-team league sort of a player. Levert returned. I guess he was somewhat minutes limited, 28 minutes. 29-2-7 with six threes. Definite points league must roster, probably category league as well. And I'm getting a little bit worried about the winner soldier, Max Struess. 34 minutes, 8 points, 30%. The six assists are nice. The steal and the block are nice. The shooting will come around. I am holding. But also remember, he does not have a track record of doing anything very, any remotely close, anything remotely close to what he did for the first 15 to 20 games. So hold for now won't always be the case. Niang had 16 points in 24 minutes with four threes, a steal, and a block. For the Mavericks, they were still without uh, Kleber and Irving, but Josh Green did return. Luca played 37 minutes, 39, 7, and 6, two steals, two threes. Sorry, three threes, two steals, two blocks. 8 of 10 from the line and 48 from the field. He's on an absolute hot streak at the moment, although he was limping around a little bit in this game, and I would be fairly shocked if he played tomorrow. Kyrie won't, I'm guessing. You got a roster Dante Exum, 13, 4, and 6 with three steals. I think you got a roster Derek Jones, 12 and 5 with a steal and three blocks. Just keep rolling with him until Kyrie is back. Lively had some early foul trouble, but ended with 4 and 4 with two blocks in 25 minutes. And Hardaway did the thing that he sometimes does. He had 14 points, but 31%. This will happen to him. He'll take those shots. He'll score occasionally. He'll have big games and bad games. He is worth rostering for now, but long term, it probably won't be there. Also, a big explosion from Seth Curry. 19-4 and four with five threes in 28 minutes. I think we can largely ignore that. It was Josh Green's return. He played 21 minutes, two points only, but five assists and two steals. Just watch how he plays in with Exum and with Jones. I don't think we need to worry too much about Green as a player for fantasy, but does he have an impact on Exum and Jones' overall upside? Well, that's something we're going to watch. It obviously didn't happen here, but there was no Kyrie, and there's not going to be any Kyrie for the rest of this week, it appears, and then we'll move on and see where we go from there. But Exum and Jones are the guys we look at, and Green just sort of watch to see what ends up happening there. That uh, That is the, uh, the games. The six games are done. From... Wednesday, let's take a look at the stream of the day recaps. Some okay ones in here today. The 10-team streamer was Derek Lively. That didn't work out particularly well with his foul trouble. Four points, four rebounds. He did get the two blocks, so that's not too bad. Grayson Allen as a 12-team streamer. He just needs to be rostered, guys. 16, 4, and 3 with uh, a block. The 14-team streamer, Derek Jones, 12 and 5, one steal, three blocks. He's probably a 12-team uh, must roster player. The 16-team stream was Corey Kispert. I think he delivered. 13, 2, and 2 with a steal. Hit a couple of threes as well. And our points leaguers for Yahoo and ESPN were both Grayson Allen. 25.3 points on Yahoo and 29 points on ESPN. In fact, outside of the Derek Lively stream, which again didn't work out, the others I think were all, all basically Ws. That worked out okay for him. Okay, so let's look at who got the monstrous line of the night. I think there's four candidates. Shea, Durant, Allen, 
guess you could throw Doncic in there as well. So obviously only three candidates in my mind. Uh, so who ended up getting it? Well, it was Shavonte. He had 36 points with seven rebounds, eight assists. He had a Richie Benno. Continues to be the number one ranked player, or number two, depending on how you look at it, with Embiid up there. He's been ridiculously good. He continues to be ridiculously good. And we continue to love him and nurture him. The waiver wire line of the night. Not... Yeah, a couple of them. There was a couple of weird ones in Brooklyn there, obviously, but we're not going to go that direction because this guy was better, and it was in Phoenix, Eric Gordon. He had 27 points. He had seven triples. He is worth a 12-team league look. The young gun of the night, no real discussion on this one. He was the best player who was either a first or second-year player, I believe, anyway. Although Jalen Wilson came close. It's another Jalen, shockingly. Jalen Williams, the Bronco, 36 points, 77% shooting on a real hot streak at the moment with his scoring and shooting numbers. And the dud of the night, the worst performer, through category leagues, who's mostly rostered, rostered over 70% of leagues. We're going to go with old Destructo himself, Rowan Barrett Jr. Yes, he had 14 points. Cool. But no defensive stats. 36 from the field on high volume. 3 of 6 from the line. Decently, that's really high volume. Destroyed both your percentages. Gives you nothing defensively. And continues to be an absolutely putrid fantasy player from a category league perspective. Now, we look at the top six players. For today, we've already given you a few of those names. We're going to be up the top for the top six guys. Today, number one was Shea. Number two, with a Andre Drummond-esque almost 25-25 game, was Jared Allen of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Durant at three, Scotland Barnes at four, Doncic at five, and Christopher Middleton comes in at number six. It's actually Christian Middleton. Isn't it James Christian Middleton? J.K. Middleton? The top six players, Ross in under 50% of leagues, Eric Gordon. Cool, we talked about that. Cameron Payne, don't worry about it. Jalen Wilson, absolutely don't worry about it. Paul Reed, very, very clear streamer if Embiid is out. Dante Exum, roster him. And Seth Curry, not worrying about it. Your top six players in Yahoo Points Leagues, it is a lot of the same names. Durant, Shea, Doncic, Jarrett Allen, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and, of course, Scotland Barnes. And now, what are our major takeaways from today? I think we can look to add Gary Trent. I think we should add Tari Eason, even though, again, I think there is way too much hype about Eason, and it has been that way for two years. He's a solid enough player. He's pretty good. The steals are good. But he's not a, not someone who's just forcing 30 minutes a night. Although, with two injuries now, the chance is there. Dante Exum should be rostered as well. Throw Don, Derek Jones into there. And I think two of the guys we can consider dropping are Wendell Carter Jr. and Denny Avdia. They're relatively highly rostered. Not sure they have to be. So you can probably go ahead and move on from them. And that brings us to the end of this show. So if you want to be a double banger, go and listen to the audio and download oh, and watch the video. You can download it as well. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, the notification bell. It's all a great way of helping out on YouTube. Leave your comments down below. Also, guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.